everyone and welcome to episode 1 of season 2. My name is Viva and, and I'm Simi and it's so nice to be back recording. Yes, it is. After a nice break. Oh, we so so needed that break. We we needed that break. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So badly. Yeah, and and we are now entering into the good weather here. And so the weather is getting pleasant. And for me a new season. Yes. A different season because I'm almost about to pop pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. For four weeks maybe if you're fortunate or uh, unfortunate. No, no not <laughs> even. No. Not even. No. Less than that. Yeah. Um so what are we talking about today? So today uh we are going to talk about uh fashion garment yeah. industry. Um yeah, I'm really looking forward to that cuz yeah, so we always meet people. We and we all have those people in our lives who love clothes, who like this kind of clothes, that brand, um but everybody what they have in common is they all like clothes. Everybody likes clothes. Yeah. Everybody likes clothes. I mean, clothes. nowadays we have kids who select their own like 3-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> who make their own choices. And and it's really great because clothing is such an expression of art. It's an expression of yourself. Yeah. Um your creativity. Yes, and I mean you when you, you see are. somebody in in a certain kind of cloth or wear yeah. you 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 make an idea about that person what their personality is yes. kind of like yeah yes. some people can be eccentric some people can be very formal casual yeah so an artist an artist yes a scientist yeah <laughs> so um so it has a lot of potential it's really yes. important yes. as an industry to us individually yeah um because it says so much about us yeah it uh it says so much uh more than just the clothes that you're wearing it it doesn't matter you rich or poor or what what place you come from everybody needs clothes um now when you say that that also means that it also adds to the biggest waste in the world yeah yeah so so unfortunately um the fashion industry that we love so much is is almost the second biggest polluter yes. in the world um it makes up 10% of all of humanity's carbon emissions according to geneva environment network.org it dries up water resources it's polluting rivers and streams and 85% of the textile that's produced ends up in landfill that's a very 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 big number 85% yeah. yeah. is huge so that's in the whole um supply chain the whole life cycle of the product going from creating the raw material to production to then um purchase the whole value chain the whole value chain yeah pretty much yeah the other thing of course one is production uh, of material uh production of clothes what do you what what you wear now what you wear comes from some raw materials Now maybe that's a great place for us to start with. Um as as I was growing up, we always been told that cotton is the most natural and the yeah. best uh yeah. fabric to have. Yeah, until recently I loved 
I love cotton. Yeah. Till know? I busted your. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you busted my bubble. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so what was it? So, if you think that um, cotton is the most natural material, it has to be natural. But the way it's grown, it's very, very pesticide and chemical intensive to grow. It travels so much. It uses a lot of water. It uses a lot of water. A thirsty crop. Very thirsty mm-hmm. crop. Uses. Uh, it's very labor intensive. It's quite. It, it's the human exploitation is quite high when it comes to cotton. It travels around the world for you to go and buy it from one of your favorite fashion brands. Yeah. For I a mean, hundred dirham. Yeah, you, you might go to some brand and fast fashion <laughs> brand and buy yeah. a dress and you're so happy with it but you don't know the whole uh, life cycle whole um, supply chain that it's gone to how much it has traveled yeah to get there in the first place yeah so yeah for me it's like a lot of guilt now <laughs> uh, but when, when i uh, this is what i believe if you do not know about it it's 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 not ignorance it's not like it was out there you knew it but you did it anyways it's just that you didn't know and i think most people do not know do not yeah. know and and hence they feel like why should i buy organic cotton Th- uh, that's exactly the reason why because cotton is very cotton is natural but cotton is is not the most cleanest of the material Right. Now, the one of the one of the second most used fabric uh, is very much based on plastic and petroleum. Yeah, polyester. Polyester. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the recent times, there's been a lot of companies that we've been talking about um, that uh, that's really promoting plastic to clothes. Exactly. Recycling plastic. And creating clothing out of it, basically. Yeah. Now, do you call that recycling? Yeah, it's it, it's a bit contraintuitive to the whole process of sustainability mm. because plastic should be used to recycle into more plastic, yeah. more durable plastic. I think we need to uh, elaborate that a little bit. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why plastic cannot be used into clothes material? Why? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, because um, whenever you're washing your clothes, right, um, it releases a lot of fibers, which are very fine. The lint that actually comes out of it is, and that's microplastics, which actually then ends up entering our riverbeds, our seas, our oceans, and then kind of staying there for a really, really long time. So the biggest problem is not the big plastic bags that you see in the advertisement, um, saying oh this goes into uh, into a tortoise or a turtle and then it passes yeah or dies <laughs> it, it, it's but like, it's the microplastic that's yeah. the problem yeah and that we are already consuming now yeah in <laughs> a, everything in salt yeah. in, in a lot of our diet yeah seafood all of that so it's part of our diet now and when it comes to fashion um using plastic so 20% of the plastic that pro- that is produced globally is actually used in fashion products, clothing, garments, in terms of polyester, yeah. uh, which is all which is used in almost all of the sports and activewear 
brands. And then there is a lot of mix in terms of like yeah. nylon, polyester, spandex, things like that. You need to also understand that it's a cheaper fabric. So and um, long lasting, it's durable. A, it's very, very yeah, too long lasting. In fact, <laughs> it's very durable. Yeah. I mean, you, you there's barely uh, any sporting clothes that you buy and you just throw it because the fabric has gone. You know, it's 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 usually quite good. But also the problem is when you mix it with other natural material, you can't recycle. You cannot really recycle it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you, then that's that. When we talk about this, then what, what's the solution? I think the solution is clothes should be made out of the polyester. If When we talk about recycled clothes, it should be made out of recycled polyester. So it's already there. You cannot do much about it. You bring it back into uh, into the circle or the okay. cycle. Um, but, but when it comes to be... plastic bottles and uh, plastic bags, it should it should go back into production of similar things. Yeah, because then it's closed loop industry, you know? When it comes yeah. to sustainability, the mindset, the framework that you need to follow is that everything is in a closed loop. Yeah. Um, whatever is produced goes back into being raw material for a similar product. And if you take out plastic and start making clothes with it, you're again creating a problem. You're breaking that loop. Yeah. Obviously, then then it's not sustained up there in the consumption. You're it's trickling down into the water, uh, the waste. Yeah. Uh, the idea of uh, at least uh, things that that's already been produced to put it leave it in the loop is to go circular about it. So exactly. it goes back fully into use, and then it stays in that circle for as long as. Possible. possible yeah so that's the circular economy principles that we need to apply to any industry yeah when we talk about fabric then what what are the most sustainable fabrics now there's currently we've been we've been really talking about um, a lot of innovations that's happening yeah. uh, where um, companies like adidas uh, nike uh, puma uh, Stella McCartney, uh, all of them are, uh, are are very actively participating in getting those fabrics and stuff uh, made out of algae's, um, and then we can also go back to what we had naturally, so that's organic cotton. So we can avoid all the all the chemicals, all the bad stuff. Uh, you can go to linen. Uh, linen is um, it requires much much less water than cotton needs. It uh, it's uh, it it doesn't require pesticides. It grows much much faster than we have. Uh, bamboo recently there's been so much of uh, right yeah. bamboo grows really fast. It grows as fast. Well. It's uh, it's a weed, so it doesn't need a lot of care to be taken. Uh, it doesn't it's a need renewable pesticides. Yeah. Source. It's renewable. Yeah. And what else? I mean, there's a lot of um, also scientifically uh, in labs that yeah. people are creating. So biotechnology is also kind of um, helping us move forward where you're using natural resources like bacteria, yeast, um, seaweed to create. Seaweed has been quite a rage. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and okay, and, Stella McCartney, uh, her last collection probably was on seaweed. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. It is really, really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there are all of these, There's there are things called biofabrication, where they're actually taking all of these natural materials um, and they're using it to create natural dyes. Yeah. Um, because dyeing is also one of the most polluting, water polluting yeah. activity that is within the fashion industry. So biofabrication is also something that's kind of revolutionizing um, this industry because fashion industry tends to be very resource intensive. It consumes a lot of energy, water. Um, it's degrading our soil, the way we are producing all of this raw material. Um, the carbon footprint goes uh, goes all over the world to get it created and then finally reach the consumer. Absolutely. And now we are kind of shifting our perspective to use, um, instead of relying heavily on these raw materials and resource intensive um, pro uh, products, we shift to kind of biomaterials um, and use things like bacteria, algae, as you mentioned, um, yeast, um, and those kinds of living things to, to create fabrics that are durable, long-lasting, even um, flame-retardant, fire-retardant, you know? So the difference between this, um, these technology that creates these fabric to the natural material is that these are created in labs. Yes, yeah. so these are actually created in labs. And the good thing about these is that you could actually set up this kind of lab in any part of any the world. Any part. I think that would that would that's a such a big solution. Yeah. For countries where they are uh, they they completely they completely rely on uh, uh, they completely importing rely on importing products. Uh, trade yeah. is the only way for them to get Create. stuff. Yeah. 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 So so this would actually help us localize production um, and maybe have like the full cycle of production in one space yeah which is the most sustainable way to consume i think recently there's also been this huge rage of what we touched upon before um clothes from plastic bottles yeah like the the funniest thing is people trying to get these get get these um fabrics from around the world and bring it here and then create swimwears and whatnot and sell it as uh, sustainable products it just so retarded yeah <laughs> i want to be positive about this but the whole idea doesn't it is it's, so non-sustainable it's it's not a long-term solution no for sure because it's continuing to release microplastics that clothes and, need to be washed yeah and then it's coming from somewhere in uk somewhere in china or some part of the world and it's coming here then you're creating it and you're selling it all that is it, it, it definitely makes more sense to keep the plastic to baking things that is i don't know plastic furniture that is durable yeah, you mean the, 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 the plastic bottles or things that's not clothes exactly yeah exactly so so yes it's it's definitely one thing i mean i wanted to also just kind of bring um attention to this kind kind of businesses companies that have already been set up uh who use 
these bioplastics and bacterial cellulose to create fabrics. So I like to kind of compare it to, um, I, I used to make kombucha mm-hmm. at home. So oh, you mean Scooby Tech? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's such a funny word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting that they use Kobe in the whole, the name of the company. It's called Kobe Tech. Uh, and, and what they actually do is they use these bacteria and microorganisms um, to create fabric out of it. You know, it does need a lot of treatment after that. So it needs to be tanned it needs to be smoked and there's a lot of process that goes into it before it can actually be something that you can wear so before i mean i would think it's it's great that there's so many technologies that's coming up but it's still in a very very early age uh or yeah early stage not age early stage because <coughs> um you do not know how resource incentive it is uh intensive resource intensive it is after so obviously it's not it doesn't need much of uh, much of raw material but to create from that little thing into a, a complete full-fledged fabric yeah. it probably is resource intensive um, it probably needs a little bit more it it's there which is great and um, that also means that there's there's more innovations happening to bring it forward yeah. I think we can probably yeah. leave it leave that yeah. um, at that stage because we do not really know yet um uh, how long will it last even the durability um yeah. of the product um so 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 yeah i mean there are a lot of things that we need to see but it always starts with trying yeah. and finding those new solutions yeah yeah i mean just just because you say uh, we just touched upon um, uh, you know does does a start for everything and then uh, you know that's that, that's already a good place to be. A lot of people think that oh, plastic is the monster, but uh, this is this is the truth. The plastic was created so people stop using um, a lot of trees, trees and, and yeah, natural materials. So it was created with a good intention, and it became this monster. So I think because we depended too completely heavily on completely it. on it. Yeah. So I feel like what we spoke, uh, what, what what we what we spoke about when we were talking about energy, uh, is to diversify. It also brings uh, more attention to innovation. Uh, that phrase, that phase, or of uh, of the product creation is kept open for everyone to than saying, "Oh, this is the ultimate truth." So I think that the, the that's the beauty of uh, having multiple multiple players or multiple eggs in multiple baskets, Absolutely. like Philip says. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And and we always touch upon that, right? Yeah. For everything, yeah. we we shouldn't go crazy on one thing. It's always diversifying your dependence on multiple raw, different types of raw materials. Yeah. Yeah. Different kind of technologies be open to change be yeah. open to ideas innovations yeah and and use what is locally available yes i think that would be the biggest slow down the use um use what you need not what you want <laughs> that that was that about natural material and um uh, lab created material the raw materials one need to create fabric 
of course we we have many many more natural materials like hemp and uh, hemp and kelp even kelp, which yeah. is a seaweed and can be a replacement or a substitute for plastics that are currently being used in yeah. clothes yeah um so it's 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 about diversifying and um, and keeping what's there uh, away from landfill um now the second biggest problem with the with the fashion industry is the supply chain so even the biggest of the biggest names in the fashion industry have their products made somewhere in turkey china india vietnam, uh, vietnam bangladesh yes that's it that's it it's as easy as that so in old days luxury used to be uh having things made for you personalized couture that means it's stitched for you it is in the highest of the quality quality it's designed for you yeah now all that is lost if you if everything is all uh, about the measurements okay um, our logo should be in this measurements so it cannot be copied uh, but everything else is uh, secondary yeah not as important it's and the it quality is not as right? important the fact that it's handmade yeah. um it's it's durable yeah created with love created with love created not in a factory by some children not created in a place which just tumbles down uh, did you hear about that story yeah. in bangladesh yeah. yeah some of the biggest brands had uh, was getting their stuff made in in there so you now the now where we are is people are changing of course there's a pressure about being sustainable especially on the big brands so what what how the supply chain needs to be transparent is almost becoming a burden on them yes yes so so the fact that this piece of clothing that they have created in fast fashion has traveled so many miles has created so many issues wherever it was produced stitched dyed um not even considering the social sustainability aspect yeah. where people are being exploited also to to create this um yeah it's 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 a, it's a huge cost to so us what humanity yeah right? and when we say us it is us as human beings every single person not just the one who's buying it will be a problem for the one producing as well all exactly. that person in the factory all that designer who is making it the thing is people do not think it that way that when you go to any store to buy a piece of cloth you pay 20 dollars for that piece of cloth but it costed you us a lot more you do not see the cost that you're going to pay your children are going to pay my children are going to pay because just by the simple fact that every month there's a new collection coming up every month you are going in there to buy that 10 dollar dress or 20 dollar um trousers and you do not see where all it has traveled what's in your clothing you do not see that when you wash it every time how much plastic it's releasing yeah you do not see after you wash you throw it where is it going going to a landfill yeah so that's the whole value chain of a product so you buy a 20 dollar 30 dollar or 100 dirham dress you wear it five times yeah you go there buy again you think it's cheap 
it's not cheap. Yeah. It, it's very, very costly to your health, to, to our children's health, to this planet. I never want to say it as, a pla as planet because I feel ultimately we will be the one paying the price because the planet will grow. You're not saving the planet, you're saving yourself. Yeah, and, and humans. Am I getting too emotional with this? <laughs> no. A little bit. But this is emotional for me. This yeah. is an uh, emotional thing for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with sustainability, it always is. Yeah. If you don't feel the connection with the planet, yeah. you're not going to be able to do anything for it. Yeah. You know? So it is a bit emotional for you and for me too. Yeah. Because we are not... The, the funny fact is, um, the animals that, that are in this world who we think did not, uh, they're lesser than us. They are part of the circle. Exactly. We being given a brain, we think we are about nature, but the biggest thing is, no, you're not. Yeah, You are exactly. not, none of us are, uh, are, are about nature. And Our lifespan is maximum 100 years and you still think you're better than... <laughs> and not just animals, right? Even amongst humans, yeah. right? We, we have this inequality and the people who tend to suffer in uh, ecological disasters or whatever tend to be the poor people right I, I mean if i were to give an example um the textiles that's produced in gujarat in india oh i mean the the whole state pretty much is um, heavily dependent on this industry yeah and the dyeing process creates so much toxic waste that goes into the rivers that it's polluted even the groundwater. Yeah. So even when you're trying to dig a well in there, all that's coming up is toxic water. And, and people die yeah. because of it. People have died trying to clean these But rivers. that's what, uh, I do not really agree with that, that it's only the poor people. That's where, they are the most vulnerable, obviously. Vulnerable, yeah? yes. But that doesn't... They will be exposed to it first. Yeah, but that doesn't keep the rich man from, uh, from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because you cannot sit on a pile of money when uh, when the earth is 50 degrees, Yeah. when the, the oceans are all grey. Now we need to talk uh, positive. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> getting too emotional because fashion industry is there where there's less <laughs> people can change so easily yeah but they don't want to change they don't want and to that's change. the that that's the problem like energy and everything else it's controlled and produced and given to people but fashion is you can choose yeah. right yeah i know that's why you know i mean that's why i, I talked about how it's so connected deeply to you, yeah. who you are as a person. And that's why it's so important for people. Yeah. I think the way to start is, um, especially the, it, it would be, it would be more difficult for, uh, for a already well-established firms and brands, uh, to make that transition. But the very first thing to start would be to assess your supply chain. Go through your supply chain, see who's making the clothes, how it's made, how long it's, it gets traveled, what's the logistics, what's the carbon footprint. These kind of audits can be taken by any firm. Uh, once you do that, then you start from the beginning. You start where your clothes are being, being uh, sourced from, the mat raw material, 
and they'll make slow transitions okay yeah. so you do not need to make the whole transition at the very very go but document it and publish it i think what people want to know from uh, from companies like h&m or zara uh, any of those fast fast fashion brands people don't want to see okay all of a sudden 100% they're sustainable everybody knows uh, that it's 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 not possible but transparency exactly we made this change in last 6 months wow it's it, and that could be a great branding um, strategy as well this is Absolutely. what we did this 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 last 6 months we are planning on this yeah that's what puma does right puma did not they have a plan for 10 years so according to business of fashion sustainability index 2022 uh, puma is ranked uh, number 1 and do you know what their score is out of 100 no so it's out of 100% it's 28% okay that they achieve sustainability now this is But calculated so just to explain a little bit uh, the business of fashion ranks all the companies uh, on the sustainability index mm-hmm. based on certain criteria yes like transparency water and chemical usage material supply use. chain things like that yes so they 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 Uh, they go through different indexes that they uh, they judge or what do you call they rate these they companies rate these on these companies on and to know that uh, you know the 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 company the that company. is the best company has got so far 20, only 28% yeah exactly yeah. Uh, that speaks volumes but the the idea is you are transitioning you're making that change so that makes them number 1 So it's not that they are 100% transitioned, but they make those small changes. They're making the effort area, and they're going in the right direction. Exactly. So that over the next five to ten years, they are where they want to be. Yes. Right. So I think the easiest <clears throat> way for people to start when it comes um, companies to start is uh, to hire a sustainability consultant to take them through all the areas, through their supply chain, through the value chain. So. then they get a report based on that they can start what feels best for them to start with yeah and then be transparent about it yeah to the consumers and and, and i feel like there are so many new companies now so many small businesses that are coming up that are doing so well and that is kind of giving these established companies a run for their money because um if i if i were to give an example about this that there is a the brand called parade in the us which is an underwear brand but they actually create underwear by recycling mm. yeah and anybody can send them their old underwear they take it back and they're using it in different things like upholstery um furniture things like that so yes. kind of maybe putting it together in a different way. Mm. So, yeah, it 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 does kind of get people to question like what I don't want to wear like recycled underwear or things like that. But what they're doing is that they are sourcing their products organically and they are making a whole closed loop when it comes to their category. So, here's the thing with uh with it's it's much easy for a small business exactly. because they can they can frame their whole sustainability yeah. idea or, or what they want to achieve right at the beginning so their business model 
can completely 100% be based on the sustainability model. Yeah. As an established company who has a huge um, overheads, overheads, they are around the world. Mm. They already have an established supply chain. It's the transition is is very very difficult and slower. It's slower. It's um, it takes time. Yeah. They they cannot compete with um, small businesses or startups. Yeah. Startups are in a in a great place for innovation. They they will all they always be yeah right, uh, but to be the change is the only constant that uh, that will keep these big businesses from falling apart. Yeah, at least that's yeah. what I think. Yeah, and 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 these are great places for inspiration. Yeah, as well, even for the big companies because you can be stuck in an old way of doing things. You know, you can have employees who you find difficult to convince. to change directions yeah. and things like that so you need these Or suppliers who probably they're working 20 30 in some cases 50 years with yeah you can you, then you go in there having these 100 different demands it's much much more difficult yeah but the, but the silver lining in it is when uh, when these companies make the changes it will also have a huge impact because they also have a huge following as customers they are known around the world yeah. those people who were now try planning to buy something from somewhere else they will stick with them because they see oh they are making the change they are transparent they have these things available i can look into their um into their website to see what's uh, where their suppliers are or who is producing their garments or where the raw materials are yeah so they can make the slow change but have it in a very transparent way and have people involved uh, to help them achieve it but kudos right. to small world. i mean it's it, it's amazing the conscious it's, brands yes it's it, the it, era of conscious brands which is really great yeah i think that's the only way forward a lot of these brands that you see today are not going to be there 10 years from now no i yeah. don't think so true those who can't make the change will not yeah will not be relevant anymore no the whole fashion industry works uh, on a supply chain with the transparency and how things are made where it's made uh, what goes into it people need to be more mindful and conscious now yeah and be transparent to people who are buying and making their business viable yeah so conscious consumerism yes conscious fashion these are some of the terms that people use to kind of show that your mindset needs to change uh, the way you look at fashion needs to change yes you know i mean we've looked at we want things to last a really long time but we don't want to use them <laughs> for a really That's long time that's the next part so yeah. what one thing is the raw material the next is okay the company has the whole supply chain set up everything is clean and bright now the consumers Now that that's two folds to it. One is uh, one is from the brand side. How are you? Uh, put, what's your marketing for your brand? What's your branding strategy? Is it uh, is it buy more uh, um, every month? There's a new collection coming in. The other part is the consumers. Do you really need a dress uh, or a pair of trousers every week? Yeah, I think people need to slow down. Definitely. I think there needs to be 
mindfulness in the way we consume fashion um and and your creativity your art can come it come out in so many ways you know you can buy timeless pieces you can buy um clothing you can mix and match things you yeah. can um repair things to make them last longer so so there's a lot uh the end consumer can also do yeah you can um recently there's been a lot of a uh, lot of companies venturing into uh, renting renting trends Absolutely. so right you kind too. of pay a premium and you can get a box um, every three months or every month or every two months and then the company takes it back and you get a new fresh up uh, if, if you really feel you cannot do without uh, having a new, new. trouser every yeah. single day yeah. then that's a great way um, I mean to me I feel it's important to invest in uh, great pieces uh, some really good trousers some really uh classic t-shirts shirts uh there are some really good conscious uh jeans brands out there yeah. that you can so have some essential pieces that stays in your closet for a long time yeah and invest in quality yeah i mean you can kind of feel a little bit helpless because you can't do anything about the production process you know that's in the hands of the brands yeah um so and 80% lots of reports also show that 80% of the pollution that comes out of clothing is part of the production process so you know what can you really do but the fact that you wear something for a longer time you keep it in your closet you use it for a longer time is what are some of the things that you can do as well um thrifting um and buying the second hand or donating your clothes to thrift stores and that's an I episode mean, that we are going to touch upon next yeah. time yeah yeah i mean con- consumers are a big huge part of the story it's absolutely because the supply is dictated by the demand if there is demand hence there is supply i mean if if the consumers change their mindset the supply chain would also have to cope up yeah or, the brands have to change as well um or else they they perish but the idea is it has to be from both sides it cannot be a change from only one side we as consumers need to change what and how we consume things why we buy clothes and look into the clothes what you buy not just go there and buy something that you think uh, you it's part of the trend like these days the 90s is back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they keep coming back yeah then keep Everything it in your closet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the most sustainable thing is what is already there in your closet and to reuse it yes um, or pass it on or pass it on yeah i mean think about in old days the heirloom pieces it uh, used to get passed on yeah you know um i know some of my mom's sarees she still has from like 25 years ago yeah. she's maintained them and maybe some day they will come to me <laughs> yeah but also sarees are about the quality and about work uh, about what's going gone into making that fabric yeah. more than the design itself yeah because it's a piece of a lengthy cloth yeah. so it's yeah. it can pass over time yeah. but i think that's that should be the case with anything that's fashion right so Absolutely. when you go to a huge like when you go for uh, a good example is when you go for buying an, a 
expensive bag, a really good brand bag, the first thing that you look at is what kind of uh, material it's made of. And you know when you buy it that you can go back at any time in future and sell it off or it will go to your children. When you buy a really good Hermes or, you know, a Dior, you do not just use and throw it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You take care of it. Yes. And that should be the case with everything, everything. that you buy. Everything also, that you use. Yes. You use it with a reverence. Yes. Like you said. Um, and you kind of give it the kind of love that it deserves. Also, it, 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 that's also a way of uh, tribute to the, to the person who made that for you. So when you, then, then you have to go back to thinking how your material is made, who made it. Right. So that whole story should be part of the clothes that you wear and your personality ends. So uh, it's a long process, yeah. but it, it has to start. And it has started. That's the good news. Everybody is looking into sustainability. There are fashion brands coming up and who are hugely successful. They're investors who is interested in uh, investing in sustainable clothing Absolutely. brands. And the big brands are really looking at ways uh, make, to make that slow transition uh, into, into sustainable production, sustainable business. So it's a great story. Right. So, so there is also this other aspect of the financial viability of pieces that are sustainable, right? So, so many brands now, and I, I do research a lot before buying anything that I want to buy, and they do tend to be on the expensive side. And that is something that comes with the territory, right? If you are looking to change the whole supply chain, make it fair, um, socially, um, even the resources, raw materials used, all of it, you want to make it sustainable, you want to make it organic, um, it's going to cost. And it's going to cost not just the brands, but the cost is eventually passed down to the consumers. So, so, so do you think that it, it's e that makes it easier for people to shift or more difficult to shift to this? Uh, it's the mindset. Um, it's the idea moving away from buying a lot of things to buying a few things. So the thing is, if you buy a few things, you choose things that's um, that's not based only on the beauty of what it is, but also the quality, who made it, is there a warranty attached to it, uh, is there an aftercare that you right. receive with it. Now, when you add all this, and then you consider what you paid to, uh, to a brand or to a designer uh, for making your product, then it is not that expensive. Right. It's actually cheaper than you going, uh, buying uh, fast fashion uh, over a weekend and then buying it again next week because that piece of cloth will last in your closet for another five, ten years or right. more and you're going to wear it multiple times. Yeah, so there is this whole concept of calculating the cost per wear. Yeah. So you, when you buy something, generally sustainable pieces are supposed to be durable supposed to last you a long time and the more you wear it the lesser the cost yeah right so so those are the kinds of things that we need to consider when now we go I don't shopping. think people when they buy they ever consider per wear they never consider that <laughs> yeah. they only think okay I right now I have a hundred dirham in or um, or twenty dollars in my pocket and I can afford it <laughs> you know that, that's right. also the marketing strategy of the companies 
if there is money in your wallet, can you afford it? Yeah. Yes, I can. Oh, if, if you can't, then we'll give it on four installments. You understand? So it's, it's kind of coming from all sides and then the consumer almost thinks, oh, it's cheap. Right. And I'm going out for a party tonight. Let, let me just buy it. Right. But that mindset has to change. Right. So, of course, there is, there is a financial... It, it's completely not just a conscious way of uh, living to make sure that there's not a ton of plastic and clothes going into the landfill. Uh, but it's also a conscious way of consuming things where you wear things more and it's viable. It stays in, in with you and you want to wear it more. Right. In terms of tomorrow's fashion, what, uh, what, how the fashion business or the garment business is going to look uh, tomorrow, I think it's all about going to be all about collaboration. Absolutely. It's about different people coming together uh, to create um, create sustainability. Yeah, I mean, we touched upon biotechnology. That's fashion and technology kind of coming together to create something that's more sustainable yes. for our future. Um, and that's where all the possibilities, the innovations are kind of coming from as well, right? And data. Everything is about data now. Everything, everything can, can, can be analyzed through the data. So the companies have to embrace that. Yeah. To, uh, to understand how, where, what's made, how it can be uh, reaching the end users, how the waste can be managed. All that can be done through collaboration. And then between fashion brands. I think brands should collaborate and Adidas is an Adidas and uh, um, um, a Stella, I don't know why I'm thinking only about Stella, Stella McCartney. McCartney. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. You're I'm inspired only thinking, by. Yeah, I think she, the, I think she's very uh, conscious. So she's kind of, uh, when it comes to uh, luxury uh, fashion, she's one who's head spearing it uh, in many ways and for many years now. Uh, so that's why I think she's in my head. But these brands can come together like you see now. You do see these big brands coming together to put up a collection and why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the foundation for any industry moving forward. Yes. I think community, knowledge, uh, transparency um, and quality. Those are the underlying factors. Consciousness, being conscious. Absolutely. So Be mindful. So so with that we can wrap this up. Yes, I think it was uh, was too long. For yes, you. but thank you so much for listening in and uh, see you on the next episode. Thank Hope you so you much. Hope you love our episode. Hope uh, you enjoyed uh, the topics. What we what we touched upon. If we if you think you want to hear something more in terms of fashion. In terms of the garment industry, please do write to us, uh, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.